Hi, I'm Pastor Dan Slofra at Crosswalk Church in Phoenix, Arizona. I'd like to welcome you to our message. And uh, we are in a, a message series called Journey. And today we are going to look at a, a disagreement that had happened among church workers and to see how they resolved it. And the question that we're starting with today is, it, and really the, the theme of this is how do Christians move forward when they don't agree with one another? That question, how do you move forward when you don't agree with someone? And when I hear that, I, I think of words like conflict, confrontation, uh, think having to say no to somebody, or even to say, I disagree with you, I, I don't like your way, I, I want to do things my way. And even as I think about this, and as I thought about the question for this message, I've thought of so many conversations that I've had over the years where I've had to do that. And, and there's a part of me, and maybe you are like this too, that I, I just get a little bit of anxiety when I think about having those type of conversations because I always think about how bad they can go and the disagreement that we're going to have and how the person is going to react. So if you've ever felt that way, this is a message that it's been incredibly helpful for me to write it, and I, th I think it will be helpful to you to listen to it as well. Where we go is, is Acts chapter 15, and the journey uh, that Paul was on, that Paul and Barnabas went on, had, had already taken place, uh, and they had a, a meeting with the church council in Jerusalem. They had spent time with the church in Antioch, and now what they're thinking is, you know, we went on this journey where we went to visit all these churches. We should probably go and see how they're doing and check up on them. And that's Acts 15, verse 36. It says, Sometime later, Paul said to Barnabas, Let us go back and visit the believers in all the towns where we preach the word of the Lord and see how they are doing. I just love that. I, what I love about that is, is Paul and Barnabas, they're so like-minded anyways, that as they're doing this work in Antioch, they're also thinking about this connection that they have by virtue of sharing the good news of Jesus with these other people. And so understand that, that when you come to know Jesus as your Savior, when you begin to experience his love, that you want to share, not only do you want to share the message, but you share a relationship uh, that you share with one another. And that is how Paul and Barnabas felt about these other churches. And so it was only natural that, again, the words of the text are great. Uh, let's go see how they are doing. Uh, let's check up on them. So they agreed on that. And so they, the next words from Acts 15, 37 and 38. Barnabas wanted to take John, also called Mark, with them, but Paul did not think it was wise to take him because he had deserted them in Pamphylia and had not continued with them in the work. And what he's referring to is something that takes place in Acts chapter 13, which is in the first missionary journey. We, we went through this a, a number of weeks ago. And this is what it says happened in verses 5 and 13 of chapter 13. It says, When they arrived at Salamis, which is on the island of Cyprus, they proclaimed the word of God in the Jewish synagogue. 
John, and this is the guy, his name is John Mark, uh, was with them as their helper. And then a little bit later it says, From Paphos, Paul and his companions sailed to Perga in Pamphylia, where John left them to return to Jerusalem. And as you, you look at this, you see the disagreement. And, and here's where it is, that, that it had to do with whether John Mark was going to come or whether he wasn't going to come. And the two of them looked at this from different points of view, I will say. And from Paul, the way that he looked at it was this, is the first missionary journey from the start all the way to the end and then back was about, I think it was about a thousand miles or so each way. So this was a long missionary journey that they were on. And John Mark made it 150 miles. And not only did he only make it across Cyprus because he started on Cy the, the one side of Cyprus, which is 150 miles long, and then by the time they got to the end, uh, he bailed on them. But also on Cyprus, there was no problems. They, they were really not, uh, they weren't beaten there. They, they weren't, uh, no one came after them. They were actually uh, fairly well received. But we don't know if John Mark just didn't like the conflict that he saw with the Jewish believers or he didn't know how to handle it. But, but by the time they, they got there, he left. And the words that were used there is that he didn't think it was wise to take him because he had deserted them. And, and when you look at how Paul looked at it, that he deserted us, he cannot be trusted, this work is too important to, to bring him with or to take a chance on him because if he bails now, how is this going to affect the way that the, ch the churches see him? Barnabas, whose name means encouragement, on the other hand, was thinking, you know, this is a way to develop John, Mark. And, and I think if we bring him with us, we can bring him along because I see him as being someone who's talented and valuable in the kingdom. Oh, and by the way, John Mark is Barnabas's cousin. And so all of a sudden you add a whole nother layer to this disagreement. And, and this for, for our consideration is so important with disagreements in the church. This isn't about doctrine. This isn't about the truth of Jesus being the Savior. Most of the time, the disagreements that cause so much of an issue in the church is when both decisions are viable. And so I don't know, for, for you, if you were to answer the question, whose side would you be on? Would you be on Paul's, where you would say, you know what, I'm not taking him with me. I can't trust him. I need someone who's going to have my back. Or do you think you would be on Team Barnabas, who would say, you know what, he's young. Uh, it, that was a one-off that doesn't show his heart and who he is. I would, uh, I would take him with us. And at the end of the day, neither one of them is right or wrong. There is no right answer here because both of them had a case that was compelling and they could have gone either direction. We go on. They had such a sharp disagreement that they parted company. Barnabas took Mark, John Mark, and sailed for Cyprus but Paul chose Silas and left, commended by the believers to the grace of the Lord. 
He went through Syria and Cilicia, strengthening the churches. I can't help but think about this when I think about Paul and Barnabas's relationship. These two guys were tight. They were like brothers. That, that if you think they had gone on the first missionary journey of probably six to nine months long, that's how much time Paul and Barnabas had spent together doing God's work, working together, loving each other, respecting each other, looking at each other's gifts, so much so that they, they had the same heart. They wanted to go back to these people. They, they thought of the common relationship they had. And yet this issue of John Mark became a deal breaker for them. That, that it was, they, they had such a sharp disagreement that they said, you know what, maybe as we look at this, we can, we're going to do ministry separately. But I think more than that, that it, it didn't get personal, that there wasn't any animosity that, that caused this, but rather they said, you know what, as we look at this, we're going to now, instead of being one group that's going to go back over all this area, we can have two groups. And so Barnabas, if you want to take this opportunity with, with John Mark, you go to Cyprus, which is where John Mark had been, so the church there would have known who he was. You guys go to Cyprus, and, and you can do the work there. Then Paul, with, with Silas, they skipped Cyprus. As long as you guys are going there, we're going to go directly over to Pamphylia, over to the churches that are there, and we'll hit those churches. And so that, that as you look at this, it's a saying that I kind of wrote down was this, is that a wise church will use godly division to bring about multiplication. And I didn't want to use that with you guys. Again, I'm going to say it one more time is that we can use godly division to bring about multiplication in God's kingdom. And the reason why I didn't want to share it is it, it brings back my algebra times of multiplication of fractions and decimals. Blah. But uh, in all, all seriousness, it's this reality that sometimes there can be disagreements. And with those disagreements, both of which are viable ways to do ministry, that we can use it to expand ministry. And, and in this situation, the important part is that they, they, they separated okay, but they still separated as brothers. That they still separated with, with the common goal of going to visit these churches, and, and now we can just take two groups to do it. The next verses I want to share with you, that as you still think about this whole thing with John Mark, I'm going to share with you a couple verses about John Mark that are recorded after this time. And one of them is in Paul's letter to Timothy. So Paul is writing to Timothy, who's another pastor, and, and this is what he says in 2 Timothy 4 verse 11. Only Luke is with me. Get Mark, John Mark, and bring him with you because he is helpful to me in my ministry. And, and as you look at that, we don't know exactly what happened. We're not given all the details. But somewhere along the line, after John Mark was given the opportunity to prove himself with Barnabas again, and, and Barnabas helped to develop him, that that bridge was not burned with Paul and John Mark or Barnabas. And they continued to do work together. And 
he became a blessing. Also now, in Colossians 4 verse 10, my fellow prisoner Aristarchus, so he's writing this from jail, Paul is writing this to the Colossians from jail, my fellow prisoner Aristarchus sends you his greetings, as does Mark, the cousin of Barnabas. So this is John Mark, the cousin of Barnabas, who's with Paul, stood beside him when he was in jail. And then in, in, in a quote, it says, you have received instructions about him. If he comes to you, welcome him. And this is huge because I'm sure the church knew about this break as well. Well, we do. They, they, Luke wrote it down for the book of Acts. And, and what Paul is saying is, you might have heard this. Maybe you see him as being not loyal to me. But I'm telling you to the church in Colossae, you treat him as a brother. That, that even though we've had this disagreement, he's still our brother, that you don't, you're not being loyal to me by not being loving and caring towards him. And so very important words. Uh, and then finally is Mark 1 verse 1. It's the gospel of Mark. The beginning of the good news about Jesus, the Messiah, the Son of God. That this person, John Mark, is the same Mark that we have Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John who who penned the Gospel of Mark. And I don't need to get into that whole Gospel, but what Mark did is he recorded, it could really be called the Gospel of Peter because Mark was more of his scribe, if you want to call it that. But the Gospel of Mark, this is the same guy. And so you could argue, see, Barnabas was right and Paul was wrong. But in reality, the disagreement they had and the opportunity for Barnabas to go develop John Mark, you could argue that's exactly what he needed. And, and that the ministry that was done by both groups was a blessing. And so this isn't even a matter of being right or wrong. And, and when there's two viable things that can be done, it's not about that. But rather, we make it about ministry. And the final words then that we have are, are from Acts 4, verse 31 to 32. And these really begin to answer the question from the start, how do we move forward when we don't agree? And, and Acts 4 says this in verse 31, Get rid of all bitterness, rage and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another forgiving each other just as in Christ, God forgave you. Oh my goodness. So don't be bitter. When there's disagreement, they could have let bitterness seep in, but they didn't. Don't be angry. Don't rage at one another. That's not what they did. Uh, don't slander. Don't go talk trash about these guys behind their back. We see that in Colossians. He didn't do that. He said, you welcome him. He's still our brother. Instead, Notice the kindness, compassion, uh, forgiving, just if there is anything to forgive, just like Christ forgives us. And so a few things that I, I've written down that, that might help you, that have helped me, are, are these. Is number one is that when you have a disagreement, seek common godly goals. And another way that I say this, maybe you've heard me say it before, is play soccer, not tennis. Uh, tennis is where you're trying to hit the point past the other person, right? That I win, you lose by, by hitting it as hard as I can past you. 
But soccer happens when you make a common goal. You play the ball back and forth, and when the goal is scored, you both win. And that's what Paul and Barnabas did. The common goal was to go visit the churches and give them encouragement. And so they, the common goal was reached. Even though they, they had a disagreement on how to do it, the common goal was still accomplished. A second thing that I think of when, when it's disagreements in the church is don't make it personal. And I, I am sure for John Mark, it seemed personal. I am sure for Barnabas, it seemed personal because he could have said, yeah, Paul is saying that I can't do ministry and I'm useless and I'm no good. And, and it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's not what I'm saying at all. What I'm saying is this is very important work. That, that last time you had an issue with that, and I'm not ready to take you there. And for John Mark to say, you know what? Paul has a legitimate argument. I can see where Paul is coming from. And then also for Paul, that, that Barnabas is saying, I have a relationship with him. He's family. And, and because of that, I'm willing to invest in him, and I think I can coach him, and I can bring him along. Third point I have is, Value people more than you value your getting your way. And, and realize that the people there, they, they, they love Jesus. Disagreements in the church, they love Jesus. They want to do what's best. And so value them more than, again, getting your own way. A couple more I've just written down is, these are like seven habits of highly effective people. Seek first to understand than to be understood. So for Paul to listen to what Barnabas is saying, Barnabas, listen to what Paul is saying, and you can do that and still disagree, and that's okay. And probably the most important one, which is just love one another. That in the middle of a disagreement, and, and that's what we talk about, right, is that others may know and experience and share the love of Jesus, it's not just something like when you're listening to a message, but when it's living your life. And these guys had an opportunity. I am sure this disagreement, as much as the first missionary journey galvanized Paul and Barnabas's relationship, the way that they dealt with this disagreement probably galvanized it even more. That they said, you know what, we can disagree. And, and when we disagree, it's okay. Uh, we can have very difficult conversations with each other. And when I think about this, some of the most heated arguments I've had in ministry are from the people that I value the most. And the reason why is because we're so passionate. We're so passionate about the ministry and the work that we're doing. And so a couple others just I want to put there, don't talk about people behind their back. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't go to others and explain why you're right and they're wrong. Don't, 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 don't do it. Remain faithful to them. Remain their friend and respect their decisions. Now, I know I just gave you a lot at the very end as to-dos. And I just want to tell you, if you are interested, at Crosswalk, we have this. We go through this once a year with our staff, and it's a conflict resolution little Bible study. It's a two-page Bible study that has passages that remind us of the principles we follow when we have disagreement. If you would like a copy of that, just email me at dan 
at cwlk.church. Again, dan at cwlk.church. And I would be happy to give you, uh, whether it be a, a copy of that, I can email it to you, or even some of the things that I have written down here, I'd be happy to share them with you. I don't know if I still run into conflict or enjoy confrontation, but the reality of it is, is that with our staff and with the leadership of the church, over the years I've had some very difficult conversations about ways that ministry can go a different way. And I do believe that it strengthened us as a church and it makes me not have that anticipatory anxiety about just having a difficult conversation with people I love and care about. And that's my prayer for you as well. Maybe the best thing you can do is just ask yourself, what is a conversation I've been putting off that I need to have with a brother or sister in Christ? What is something we need to talk through? And, and fine, you have the disagreement. Maybe it will result in, in parting ways and it will be multiplication through division. Or maybe it will bring you back together. I don't know. But trusting the truth and trusting the love of Christ to be lived out in your life is what God's plan is for you. Embrace that love. Embrace that forgiveness. In the same way that Christ has loved and forgiven you, show that same love to others. Let's pray. Dear Lord God, we thank you for different points of view. We thank you for people who don't think the same way we do. And the reason why is because as we do that, we understand that Two people are always smarter than just the one. And, and we, we get to see each other's blind spots. We get to uh, see points of view that we never would have come up with on our own. And so, Lord, help us to embrace that. Uh, help us to uh, love the way that you made them and, and for them to respect the way that you made us as well. Help us, help us to show your love in all we think and say and do. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And may the Lord bless you and keep you. Lord, make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord, look on you with favor and give you his peace. Amen. Amen.